You're listening to the Satellite Sisters Weekly Recap of the CBS Drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles. I'm talking to my sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Julie, great show this week. Tons of fun. Uh, that's that's what it, it had, Leanne. I mean, we even had karaoke, Leanne. I was so happy about that. You knew you knew it was coming in one episode, and this episode uh, had a lot of elements that stretched credulity. But I totally yes. bought the karaoke. So, <laughs> so, um, okay. Uh, first, we're the Satellite Sisters. We want to let you know that on our other weekly podcast, just called Satellite Sisters, we have mm-hmm. a lot coming up over the holidays. Uh, this week, we're posting a special episode where we talk to Alan Alda all about how to get along with the people in your life, uh, particularly your family and friends who you might be gathering with over the Thanksgiving holiday that maybe have a different opinion than you. How to... Right. How to, what would you say, Julie? Shut up and listen? Is that yeah. his message? There's a little of that. He also referenced a hostage negotiator a lot too, Leanne. So oh, you might yeah. find those skills helpful. All in all, it's inspiring and hopefully it will lead you to have a happier and better Thanksgiving holiday. That's right. That post this week. We also have a special um, holiday food spectacular posting next week. So while you're driving around or cooking your Thanksgiving dinner or doing your shopping or just hiding in your room and trying to avoid your family, um, you can listen to our (laughs) holiday food spectacular. Julie, you gave some great tips on how to include everyone in the family in your meal prep. Yes, I yeah, I think you need to cull out by age and ability, Leanne, and I think that again, it will lead to a happier Thanksgiving holiday. So those are all at Satellite Sisters. That's a separate podcast feed. If you're listening to this on any, whatever platform device you're listening to this on, uh, you can find Satellite Sisters there as well, but you would have to subscribe separately. So that's all happening over the next couple of weeks at Satellite Sisters. If you, if you need some extra podcasts in your life, but today we're talking about the Madam Secretary episode. I'm just calling long Icelandic word. Did you have a... (laughs) I took a stab at it, Leanne. It was FJ, ha la 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 la, cool. It ends with cool. And every character in this episode pronounced it differently. But essentially, it's a volcano in Iceland that explodes and it has repercussions for Madam Secretary. That's right. This, this, yeah, there was this there was this device that they used to sort of gather all the all the storylines in one place, basically. And it was fun. It was a fun show uh, about a very serious topic. So here are the three storylines. The first is about uh, Syrian refugees. So again, not a fun topic. Terrible happening. You know, a situation fraught right. with uh, ripped just... from the headlines, right, Land? Right. So this is a is a real situation. Who's going to pay for the care and the housing for refugees flooding across the border into Turkey? Right. So Turkey needs a lot more money, and they're closing their borders until they can get that money from whomever. Is it the United States? Is it the rest of Europe? Is it China? Is it Russia? You know, we don't know who's going to pony up. Bess is trying really hard to lead on this. But as those Russian, as those European leaders told her, well, you take in 12 <laughs> refugees a year. So you really don't have any standing here. So we had that storyline. Then we have the chess match, love match storyline. Jay, and I'm just calling the Dutch girl because I didn't really the Dutch get her girl. name. Yeah, I think that, yeah, the, the hot Dutch girl. She yeah. was good. So she's smart. Jay has met his match uh, there in the airport. So that uh, that was an exciting storyline, Liam. It was. And then uh, finally on the home front, as we always have one, Henry tries to counsel Allie and it totally backfires. That was, 
I, I am going to award Henry a special Emmy uh, nomination uh, today for just totally nailing horrified parent look. When you, <laughs> right? He did. When Allison tells him his, her point of view about boyfriends and romance and love, I mean, the look on Henry's face, he, he just nailed it perfectly. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of truth in every single one of those scenes between the two of them. So yes. we'll get to that. We'll, we'll break it down. So let's start with the first storyline about the Syrian refugees. Now, we know, because we've talked about this before, that Taya Leone is a U.N. ambassador. She's also on the national board of UNICEF. This is an, an area of interest that is near and dear and personal to her. She is a third-generation UNICEF diplomat. Her paternal grandmother was the founder of UNICEF uh, in the United States. Did you know that, Joel? No, Lee, and I'm yeah. glad I listened to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And her father also worked with the organization, and she is both an ambassador and on the board. So clearly this is a very personal conver- you know, subject matter for her, these refugees, and how to help them and what's the best way to help them. And they make reference to the UN Refugee Fund in the, in the episode. So she is not having a lot of uh, – she's not, she's not gaining – having a lot of success trying to put together a coalition to raise what appears to be $5 billion that Turkey needs. She can't get it all from the U.S. because – Ooh, end of the fiscal year, blah, blah, blah. And nobody else really seems that interested in helping. They've given all they can give. China doesn't really care about humanitarian issues at all. Uh, and, you know, Russia is Russia, right? Russia, right. I mean, there's a lot of ne- negotiation going on at that all-you-can-eat breakfast bar, but nothing is happening, Leanne, right? They're making, she's she's right. making no headway. So she's heading home and she's... You know, they're really short, like, you know, several billion dollars in terms of aid. Right. Right. They're making omelets, but they are not making headway, Julie, at the bar. (laughs) At the bar. Okay. So there's actually a little kerfuffle. There's actually uh, between her Secret Service uh, group and the Turkish ambassador's Secret Service group. Like, there's actually, you know, some some shuffling there. Uh, they think Alian, from my own personal experience in Russia, one time I did get a call to say that bodyguards for various people, uh, were, were fighting with each other. And what did I want to do about it? So <laughs> yes, this happens, Leon. Yeah. So we see this and then lo and behold, they all, they all get on their jets and they go off to their, their respective countries. But somehow, they all meet up at Shannon Airport again. And Shannon <laughs> is in Ireland. And, you know, they're met by the head of the airport. I mean, who was Aiden? We don't, we I don't, don't know. know. He's, I think he's one of, he's the oldest Clancy brother, Leon. As from my research, that's what I've been able to determine. Of course, the legendary Clancy brothers that have, you know, were just wonderful uh, singers. Uh, I, I think this is his older brother or his his great uncle. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, everyone knows Aiden. They're happy to be back in Shannon. Uh, Aiden proves himself to be ineffectual on every level. But um, but he gives them the bad word that they are going to be grounded because of this volcano in Iceland and there's ash and, oh, it's Sunday, so there's not much happening, but there is a karaoke bar and there's a single sandwich cart open. Yeah, this is when it really stretched a little, um, you know, credibility, yes. Leanne, because I have three words for Bess. Red Carpet Club. <laughs> Why? Why was she not in some VIP lounge, Leanne? Okay. Shannon That's is the- a major international airport, yes, right? Leanne. It's okay, not... So- 
you know, a lot of international flights go in and out of there with people who have no intention of staying in Ireland, right? So they presumably they would have more than one cart open. So. Yes, but okay, but we understand that right. was part of the drama. That yes, but do I think the Secretary of State has had to s- sleep on some chairs in in the main terminal? No, Leon. But carry on, carry on with this story. <laughs> okay. So what what unfolds over the next couple of scenes is some little airport diplomacy, really sandwich diplomacy. First, the Turks take all the sandwiches, and I love that. so then the United States they grab all the power outlets, which was a shrewd move because they mm-hmm. want to hold that over them when they need to charge their phones so they can get some cor- a lot of corned beef. They were eating a lot of corned beef. Well, it Ireland. is Ireland, right? Yeah. So, and, and then in the middle of this, we have the uh we have the Dutch national chess team and they also have some needs in terms of outlets and foods. But And the bathrooms, they threatened <laughs> to take over the bathrooms. And as any frequent flyer would know, when you go to a terminal, those are your three areas of sort of forget Maslow's and the hierarchy of needs. It's food, power, and bathrooms. That's what you need, Leon. So, and I liked when the Dutch uh, chess player said, we have flags. So, so okay. So, uh, over the course, as often happens... Um, you, you strange bedfellows in airport situations when you're there forever. So the uh, the cold, hard Turks they start to thaw. Conversations start to happen. Maybe they can pull off some karaoke diplomacy there. You know, in the meantime, we do have the subordinates go, just running loose. They're drinking. They're drinking Guinness. Guinness. They're picking up women and they're singing Irish songs in the yeah, in the pub. Clancy brother, you know, he was doing that ferryman song, and everybody was involved with it. Yeah. <laughs> and can I just say again, Aiden, uh, head of Shannon, maybe go get some food for the secretaries of state. I mean, it's not like Ireland's closed, right? The problem was in Iceland. <laughs> Right. I was like, okay, yeah, don't think too hard about that. Okay, that's, they did not want you to think too hard about how ridiculous it was. But it made for a, a cute little scene. It did. So, uh, so they're, they're getting back on the plane, you know, there's no breakthrough, except this is where we have to talk about Jay and his new love, love interest, hot for chess teacher. I mean, I thought she was the teacher, but she was a member of the Dutch national chess team. And she engages in some wordplay with, with, uh, with Jay and then some, something else afterwards. I mean, they connect, don't they, Jewel? Yes, there was some canoodling with the pawns there, Leanne. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And a farewell kiss that I, that, uh, that I kind of enjoyed seeing. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I did appreciate it was, Jay was a typical male, just as, you know, we, we often say, oh, he's pale and he's sensitive and where is his child's care. But in terms of, you know, sporting and competition, a typical male, because we know that the Dutch chess player is the eighth ranked chess player <laughs> in the world. And he still thinks he can beat her. He challenges I know, her. I know. He was like on the high school chess team and he thinks he can beat her. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. This is, I if you've she... ever watched like women's tennis with men, like I do with my husband and sons, they all think they could get like one game <laughs> off Serena Williams, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Good so, point. Yeah. So typical Jay. And of course she just crushes him every single time, but she enjoys the crushing. And yes, so, there is a spark. And then she reveals to him that what, you know, 
I was in an international chess tournament in Montreal, and I should have beaten the Russian, but he was cheating, so now I'm here with you. Like, fate has brought us together, and that becomes the Yeah, thing. and she was happy about that. But yeah. the Russian's cheating again. Big surprise. Okay. Yeah. So Elizabeth hears about this Russian cheating chess scandal, and she knows the Russian and the Chinese players are going to face off in the world championships of chess. And that light bulb goes off. She wants to see the video of that match because she thinks she can use it to her advantage. Yes. Okay. Again, it's just yeah. the light bulb moment for, for, for best. She always figures it out and it figures out that she is going to, because you know, the Chinese want to dominate in everything. Yeah. So of course they want to beat the Russians at chess. Right. And so Bess and Henry watched the video. What did you think of the video, Leanne, of the chess match between uh, the Dutch girl and the Russian? You know, I have to say, Julie, what Bess was in the CIA and Henry was like military intelligence. I, you and I could have cracked that chess cheating video. <laughs> I mean, it was like, see, here's the chess match. And see that guy up above wandering around? That's right. He's the key. I mean, yeah, no, duh. I mean, what was he doing up there? <laughs> it was just, I don't think you didn't have to work at the CIA to understand Right. That, so, but they did have to get the NSA involved because they needed to understand the signals. This needed to happen very, very quickly. And Henry knew exactly the right person to call. And and Bess is like, get on it. They're going to use this and squeeze China for the money for the refugees. It's going right. to be a trade. We're going to hand you this cheating Russian chess player so you can dominate at chess. In the meantime, you're going to pledge some aid for us. And that's exactly what happens. It was quite a chess move, don't you think? It was, Julie. It was. I would love to have made more uh, chess references, but I don't play the game. So I'll just say it was a chess yeah. move. There was that scene, you remember when they first got to the airport yes. in Shannon and the overhead shot of the carpet that looked like a chessboard with the Turks yes. and the Americans. And then at the end, we get it all. It all comes together. It's a chess game. We get it. So yep. Bess gets the money from China and others. She gets to say the words, gas up the jet, which is great. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and so she solves the refugee crisis. Of and, course. And Jay has this Dutch now has this Dutch uh, chess champion Bobby. girlfriend. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. The other uh, storyline we had was Henry at home trying to counsel Allie and it totally backfires. Now, first of all, when she finds out she's stuck in Shannon, Bess taps Henry to give a speech in her stead. Right. right. Mm -hmm. I Who was that group? I missed it. It was. People... This was the spouses of diplomats that serve in hardship locations. Okay. The I don't know why the I children. missed that. Okay. So it was about, you know, being away from your family, serving your country. That was the thing. May I also say there was some, once again, unsecured cell phone use, usage <laughs> in Turkey. You know, Tur yeah. the Turkish government runs their telecommunications. Yeah. But Bet Bess and Henry just chatting away. Just just as a little, just a note, we, we have to continue on that. They. A lot of unsecured cell phone usage, Leanne. Yeah. Carry on. So I'm, I'm wondering, though, Julie, like if you got stuck at an airport, would you ever let uh, your husband go do a speech for you? Like, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, those oh, people, they're going to be disappointed. But it yeah. gives uh, it gives Henry something to do. And uh, he has to work with Matt 
the, yeah. the speechwriter who is in the middle of a long distance relationship. And so there's this great scene in the kitchen. I'm calling it the ice cream summit scene where yes. we have, you know, Henry preparing for this speech. We have Matt who's pining away for his girlfriend who's in the military and he hasn't seen her and he comes to Henry seeking advice. And then in the middle of this is Allison who, you know, lives at home now because she had that terrible experience with her roommate freshman right. year. But now she appears to have a boyfriend, you know, because she just comes in and out of the house at all right. hours, our mother all would say. All hours. And she's sporting a lot of mi a bare midriff clothing, Leon. Yes. She has embraced so, it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 you know, and her new mantra is love the one you're with. I mean, you know, it's horrifying. Henry, right? It's horrifying Henry and Bess is like, just, just let it go. You just have to, you just have to look the other way, but he can't do it. And it's right there. They're all in the same house. It's awkward. So they have this conversation at the ice cream summit about relationships and Allison's like, oh, monogamy. Whew, what a drag. <laughs> or how about neo-Victorian patriarchy, Liam? Yeah. Yeah. And once when your kids start throwing that at you, you know? <laughs> yeah. In one speech, she says patriarchy, Socratic method, and neo-Victorian. And that's in a single, like a single <laughs> line of dialogue. Ah, oh, college. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Why'd you pay for all that? Yeah. <laughs> You do. You pay for all that. You pay for all that back talk. Um, yeah, but she she's not having it. Like Henry wants us to believe one true love and he tells a very sweet story about, oh, I would drive 11 hours just to spend one hour with your mother. And she's like, whew, what a drag. What a drag. I man. know. <laughs> Made me feel old. And in the meantime, we get a lot of Matt struggling with his long distance relationship. And here's it's how it wrong. wraps up. Yeah. You know, Henry tries to convince uh, Allie, you know, you need to, to be able to talk to the person you're with. You need to be able to establish what kind of relationship you have and where you're going forward. Do you ever see this guy during the day? What is his name? What does he do for a living? <laughs> so Allison tries to have that talk with the boyfriend that we learn is Gunner, okay? Yeah. And okay. Gunner freaks out. And yeah. <laughs> And that is that. So Henry has ruined her booty call, basically. And Bess is thrilled that she's no longer dating a guy named Gunner. <laughs> so yeah, well, yeah. Bess didn't really help much. No, you know? so right. Well, she's very busy, Julie. And I she... know, but if she was home, she wouldn't have wanted Allie sneaking in. You can't. I, I no. don't believe. Even no. though she, you know, but when she's away, it's like, oh, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Allie said, I'm moving out. I'm just done with this. I don't want any more of your unsolicited advice, which is what parents specialize in unsolicited advice. So, uh, right. but in the meantime, we have this scene where Henry is waxing on about fate versus, uh, Versus free will, you know, yeah. like this is how things come together. Because Bess is saying, boy, if we hadn't been stuck in Shannon, I never would have gotten a deal together. Uh, is that fate or free will? And are we fate or free will? It's a very cute sort of origin story about the two of them. And Henry says fate. But then Allison leaving, also fate. So there you go. Uh, it was a good episode, though. I enjoyed it. I did, too. I think it's best for Allison to move out. I really do. Yeah, I think so you know, too. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, it's best for her. Yeah, yeah. you don't want her sneak. That, that's going to be aggravating every single day, yeah. having her sneak in and then eat ice cream <laughs> out of the container. She didn't even put it in the bowl. I know. She could set the bowls out and then they just ate it out of the container anyway. I, okay. It just makes us crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's best to not be that we are neo-victorian or anything Liam. <laughs> yes yeah. okay um 
So, uh, all right. So binders full of blouses. Uh, Julie, what do you have? Okay. Well, first of all, Bess continues to to wear unremarkable clothes, yep. but she's working hard as uh, Secretary of State. Yes. She did put on the sweater, so she knew she was working hard, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. My shout outs this week go to Daisy in that spectacular graphic dress and blazer w- with a matching pink trench coat. I oh, yes. Yes. Look Bafo the entire episode. And to the Dutch national uh, chess player, loved that crop top orange thing and the matching, you know, orange pocketbook she had in the final scene. That was, though, that pop of color was, uh, yeah. was really great. So well, that's shout- their color, the Dutch, yeah. you know, yeah. and so those- bringing back the culottes. I mean, she yes. had on culottes, Jewel. <laughs> I know how much you love those, Liam. I, I was a big fan in the eighties. I had a lot of culottes. I had a pair of um, culottes cut just like that. The way they were like sort of pleated there. They had uh-huh. that. Uh, what is what is that in the front? A vent or something? Uh, <laughs> yes. But they were purple wide well corduroy. So Ooh, stop it. The, yeah. I mean, they you, were great. you were you were t- you were hot in high school. They were great, and that was a nice Thanksgiving look. The purple wide well corduroy culottes and a sweater. So, well, you, well maybe yeah. you can try to get the Dutch girl's outfit for this year's holiday, Leanne, because okay. I think that's cute. Yeah, she looked great. Yeah, I liked her. She was sort of no nonsense. But yeah, that pop of orange was great. Yeah. And I just I do question like Bess had allegedly been in that airport 24 hours and she still had those high heels on. Did you see that one scene? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, love I, she needs a pair of Rothy's, Leanne. But I do love those does. high heels. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she looked great. They were great. And I guess I'm just jealous because she has nice feet and I don't. So, like, no way could I have worn those shoes in midair. I mean, she could have changed her clothes because she had her suitcase, right? It's allegedly on her secure plane. Yeah. So if she had wanted to get into some, but they apparently didn't want her in anything else. Yeah. In the final scene, I did like the blouse, the blue blouse that had kind of the transparent cuffs that she wore. That was nice. I didn't notice that. I'll have to go. Well, back okay. It's when she's negotiating with the uh, Chinese minister. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have to go back and check. All right. So that is this week's Madam Secretary. I don't know what their schedule is, but next week you and I are off. So we're going to have to take a break in the recaps for a week. We're off for Thanksgiving, but we'll be back after Thanksgiving. Is that fair to say, Julie? That is 100% accurate, <laughs> Liam. So we have a very important diplomatic mission to go on next week. It's called Thanksgiving. And uh, we're going to be negotiating our own uh, treaty. So, um, all right, Jill, just a reminder to people, you can always find us at SatelliteSisters.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the regular Satellite Sisters podcast. We're so happy that you join us on this TV recap. We enjoy doing it. Jill, have a great week. Uh, you too, Leon, And be sure to pack your corned beef sandwich for any traveling you got going. <laughs> you need power. A sandwich and and bathroom access. <laughs> We're the satellite sisters. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>